Hey, Jesse here. Are you looking for a little extra focus in your day? Go to extrafocus.com and sign up for my free weekly newsletter. It's a lot like this podcast, but in written form and delivered directly to your inbox once a week so you can read it at your own pace. I always keep it short so it's a quick read to help inspire your week with ADHD strategies and more. And speaking of strategies, when you sign up, you'll also get access to my ADHD strategy guide, the five pillars of ADHD. And if you want to take it to the next level, you can sign up for the paid version of the newsletter. It's like giving me a high five, uh, but with your wallet. Seriously, thank you for the support. It helps keep the lights on and allows me to continue to do this important work. Again, just go to extrafocus.com to sign up today. It's very hard to describe for people who don't have ADHD, mm -hmm. right? Like you just sit there and you go, I just can't do this. And it's not because I don't want to. I just, I just can't. And it seems so weird to say that, but it's just this big blocker. Hey, my name is Jesse J. Anderson, host of the ADHD Nerds podcast, the show where we talk about living with ADHD and have some fun along the way. This is episode five, and today I'm talking with Marie Ung. Marie is the founder of Llama Life, a desktop productivity app which helps you work through your to-do list, not just making never-ending ones. When she couldn't find a tool that worked with her brain, she decided to teach herself to code by watching YouTube videos, and Llama Life is the result. And speaking of, I'd love to thank our first sponsor, Llama Life. Say goodbye to never-ending lists and hello to daily bliss. Llama Life is a perfect tool for managing time-boxed working sessions. You can whiz through your monstrous to-do list, finish your work on time, and get the things done that you said you would do. They just announced a free version, so you can go to ADHDnerds.com slash llama, that's L-L-A-M-A, and get started today for free with no credit card. And if you want to upgrade your plan, you can use the coupon code JESSELLAMA20 to save 20%. That's J-E-S-S-E-L-L-A-M-A-2-0. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome, Marie. It is great to have you. How is it going today? Thank you. Um, it's going good. It's going good. It's um, 8.15 in Australia in the morning, and I'm guessing it's the opposite for you. Yeah, it's a little bit late afternoon for me here in the US. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing about online stuff, right? Anyone can connect with anyone. Right, exactly. So it's great to have you here. Uh, we've been friends like on Twitter, just kind of messaging back and forth over the last year or so watching, you know, I've been watching the app that you created, Llama Life, and sort of as you've been building that in public and at some point learning that you had ADHD like I do and we've you know connected through Twitter DMs and stuff talking about that and I'd love to hear just sort of what your history is like with ADHD. Yeah um, yeah it's kind of an it's an interesting story I guess everyone has their own story uh, for me I was diagnosed quite late in life so it was in my 30s uh, when I got diagnosed and you know it's one of those things where when you get the diagnosis you kind of look back and you go oh my god everything just makes sense there's kind of a, a relief in the fact that you know um, what might be causing certain things or certain behaviors or certain struggles that you have but then there's also this moment of like well what am I going to do about that so it's kind of a very um, conflicting contrasting moment when you when you get the diagnosis and you know because I was diagnosed as an adult you know, like a lot of it was kind of in my own hands. Like, what am I going to do about that? Am I going to get medication? Uh, are there different tools I can use to support myself? Like what kind of structures can I put around myself? Because I think it's quite different when you're an adult versus a child getting diagnosed. Like mm -hmm. when you're a child, like you almost rely a lot on your parents to put that structure around you. 
and those, you know, bumper guardrails around you. But as an adult, it was quite different. So the way it happened for me was, you know, I was in a, before I was working on Llama Life, uh, I was in a corporate corporate job, um, which was a really great experience. I used to work in advertising and, and branding and um, I used to work in New York City as well. So I'm based in Melbourne, Australia now, but I've, I've worked in London and I've worked in New York. And I think I picked those cities because, you know, there's just a lot of stuff happening there. There's a, there's a very high energy in both those cities and, and I'm really attracted to that. And what happened was, you know, I was working in, in New York and I'd worked for about, you know, 10 years in, in advertising and branding. And as I kind of got further along in my career, I feel like my learning, uh, my learning kind of, my learning curve kind of flattened out. You know, mm. I, my, my rate of learning was, was flattening out. And for me, I always kind of need that challenge. I need something new, exciting and hard to, to do <laughs> yeah. something that's hard, right? If it's not hard, it's, it's not interesting. And mm-hmm. I kind of got, got to a point where I just did not feel as engaged in what I was doing. And I was really struggling to do some, you know, very, very basic tasks. I think the biggest one that stood out for me was, and I think a lot of organizations do this, but they have timesheets, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you need to, if you, especially if you work with clients, you have to record how much time you spend on different activities so you can, so you can build a client at the end. Mm-hmm. And I always remember like I was, I feel like I was good at all the other things I had to do, but when it came to these small tasks like timesheets or anything sort of admin related or anything I didn't feel was interesting, I just couldn't do it. Like I'd constantly get emails from my manager saying, hey, you're like six months behind on your timesheets and that's <laughs> right. not, you know, everything else is good, but like, why can't you get this done? Like you mm-hmm. keep coming up on my list of people who haven't completed it. And I just got to a point where I, where I was struggling so badly, just sitting at my desk thinking like, I just can't do this. Like there's something, uh, it's very hard to describe for people who don't have ADHD, mm-hmm. right? Like you just sit there and you go, I just can't do this. And it's not because I don't want to, I just... I just can't. And it seems so weird to say that, but it's just this big blocker. And yeah, for sure. I, I was lucky in that one of my colleagues who was sitting next to me or sitting, sitting behind me, actually, I was kind of just describing this to him and he actually has ADHD mm-hmm. and he's like, I think you've got ADHD. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, you know, I, I never really thought about it and I never really Googled it or researched it, but he's like, mm. I reckon you've got ADHD, um, inattentive type. And so I started researching it and it's one of those things, right? I'm reading through all these uh, websites on Google and I'm just nodding my head going, oh my God, oh my God, like this, this is every single thing I read. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, this is me, this is me. Like mm-hmm. it started to get really clear. And yeah. I ended up seeing his uh, psychiatrist that was actually not too hard a process for me just because he referred me. Like he said, I'm already seeing this guy. This is the process. Like he told me this is the process. And I, I think a lot of other people are not that lucky right. because if you're starting from scratch and you don't know anyone, it's like, well, where do you even get started? How do I go about getting a diagnosis? Do I need to get a diagnosis? Like, how is that going to help me? Uh, how do I get medication? I think a lot of it is, it's so unknown for a lot of people. But yeah. because I had my friend, he's he was like, just go and see this guy. He's just around the corner. This is his address. He kind of gave me all the steps, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's great. Yeah. Took away the friction. And he's just like, just make an appointment, go see him. It costs this much. So he kind of filled in all the blanks for me. And I'm super mm-hmm. grateful for that. And yeah, so I went to see this guy and we had a chat. And yeah, he asked me a ton of questions. Uh, we ended up trying uh, a couple of different meds. Meds, I they don't I don't do well with them. Like I kind of I was on them for a few years and they they help definitely help. But 
the long-term effect for me, it just, I, my body doesn't like them. Mm. So after a while, so after a couple of years, I could just feel they weren't as effective and they, um, they actually made me feel quite moody. Mm. So, mm. um, and also very emotionless. I just got stone cold and I just, mm. that's not really who I am. And I'm, so I, I kind of balance it. Sometimes I take them, sometimes I don't. It depends yeah. what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I, I find that meds, like for some people, it's just like magic and really hits just right for them and really helps them out where they need it. Yeah. And uh, I know others, yeah, that have struggled. And for me, I I saw a doctor for a while and or a psychiatrist, and we were trying out a whole bunch of different kinds of medication, trying to find the right fit for me. Mm. And I took Adderall and that, it just made me mad. I was just like angry yeah. at everything all the time. And I had this really short fuse and I only took that for like maybe three days. And I told, and then I told my wife and I was like, I don't think this one is working for me. I think I'm going to stop. And she's like, yes, please stop taking the Adderall. It just makes you just, I was just miserable. I just made everyone miserable because I was just mad and short and like had like I wasn't like exploding I was just like I kind of felt like I was like moody and fuming all the time it was, yeah. it was no good yeah. I I think I mean everyone's different but um, yeah. I had a similar experience with Adderall too I, I took it for yeah same sort of about three days four days but mm -hmm. it was within the first week for sure but I, I took it and um, I remember I had yeah very short fuse the the tipping point for me was I was I was away on a work trip and I was coming back from mm. JFK airport in a taxi and there was a lot of traffic and the taxi driver, it's, I mean, I feel so bad now, but it was not his fault, but there was a lot of traffic and he took the wrong turn, which meant like we're on the, on the highway and he didn't exit. Mm -hmm. He didn't exit. And so we were stuck for, I don't know how much longer, but basically till the next exit. And I lost it. Like mm. I was very tired. I was coming back from a trip. I would not normally lose it. And I started yelling at him and I felt, I mean, I was just, after that, I was like, what just happened? Like it was mm, very, it was right. almost out of body, right? It was almost like, that's not me. Like what, what's got, like, as I'm sort of yelling, I'm thinking almost like, that's not it, me. Like what's going on? Mm. And straight away, like the next day I, I called the, the psychiatrist back and I said, I don't think this is really working with me. And so we switched to um, Dexedrine. Okay. And that worked a bit better for me. But right. like, like we said, everyone's everyone's different. Yeah, you have to so different for everyone. There's no like, oh, you need to try this one. This is the one that works. Like, no. Like, I know people that Adderall is perfect for them and they love being able to like concentrate because mm. Adderall really helps them to focus. And yeah, yeah it's totally different for every person which is why like yep. find a good psychiatrist that can help you through like that plan to try and find it uh if you find one i never actually found one that did work i'm planning to kind of give it another try with a new psychiatrist soon but yeah. i i basically just like self-medicate with lots of coffee uh <laughs> that's what i do too yeah that's partly why my uh, my twitter handle it's so my twitter handle is three hour coffee right because i basically yeah i self-medicate with coffee too i kind of sip it throughout the day yes. i can feel i'm very sensitive to coffee too so i can kind of feel where i am if i, if I have too much i'll just get really jittery and i'll, I'll feel sick mm -hmm. but it, I, it definitely helps me a little bit i mean not as much as medication but it definitely helps 
definitely helps me. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same. So yeah. So after you kind of went through that process, you tried meds and maybe they didn't work long term or whatever. Like what, how do you think that, like, how did that affect your life after that? What was your, mm. how did it change your job and what, what did you, yeah. What did you do kind of going forward from that process? Yeah. So I took the meds for a while. I continued with my advertising branding gig for a while. I don't regret any of that experience. It was such a good experience. I made a lot of friends. I learned a lot of things, learned how to deal with politics and dealing with people in corporate because mm -hmm. it's a very different kind of environment. But ultimately what happened was I, I left there to start my own business and kind of work for myself because a couple of reasons. One, because I've, I've always wanted to do a startup. I've always wanted to try and build something by myself, um, mm -hmm. have an idea, bring it to life. So I've always wanted to do that. I just never had the opportunity or it was never the right sort of time to do it. But I kind of got to that point where I was like, you know what, if there's any time to do it, it's probably now. You've got some experience under your belt. You've got a bit of savings. You're not supporting uh, a family or kids. So there's that's definitely like a whole different ballgame, different responsibilities. So it was just mm -hmm. myself. I'm like, you know what, I can take the risk because of where I am in life right now. Right. And so I decided to to leave um, to explore that. But the, the, the other reason is, you know, so the first reason is I've always wanted to do that kind of thing. The second reason is, you know, I was thinking really hard about what I can do to help manage the ADHD. And one of the biggest things for me is that you need to almost create your own environment. So it's very hard to fit into somebody else's environment. And that's what, to me, that's what corporate is. It's like somebody else's company, somebody else's structure. If you don't fit within that, it's going to be very, very hard to do your day job, to progress, to keep your mental health in check because you're constantly struggling to fit into something else that is not natural for you. And so one of the things for me was like, okay, well, if that's going to be a challenge and maybe I could do that with medication, but it wouldn't be fulfilling for me. Uh, if I do not have medication or I'm trying to cut down on that or tweak that, Maybe the best thing for me is just to create an environment that I naturally thrive in. Right. And mm -hmm. that is pretty much what I have now. I'm doing something that I really love. I'm super interested in it. So, you know, I get those moments of hyper-focus because I love it. Like, I love what I'm <laughs> doing. And it's challenging. Every day is different, which mm -hmm. is perfect for me. And I have my own time schedule. So sometimes I might be working late at night just because I'm in the flow. And then I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to keep going because I don't know how long this is going to last. Right. And then there's, there's other moments where I'm just struggling to get started. And if you run your own business, that's okay. Like maybe you'll just take a walk or maybe you just won't start till a bit later in the day, but you don't have to force yourself to fit in with, you have to be in this 9am meeting and you have to stay in this 9am meeting for two hours and, <laughs> and you can't go anywhere else. You know, mm -hmm. I used to be in corporate meetings and I was always the one just getting up and having to move around and probably disrupting everyone else. I, <laughs> but taking I care got, of yourself, what you needed in that moment. I needed it. You yeah. know, I, I got one of the first bits of feedback I got from uh, one of my managers was you, you're doing a good job, but you get out of your seat way too much. Like, and, I, and I'm like, I can't help it. Right. Like, I kind of have to, or otherwise I'll go crazy. Um, mm -hmm. But that was like a very distinct piece of feedback. I'll always remember was, you know, you really get out of the seat too much. Like you're kind of disrupting other people because you're just always getting up, going to the bathroom, going to get, make a coffee and going to the kitchen. It's like, you need to kind of just sit. And this is not, <laughs> you know, this is not when you're a kid, right? This is when right. I was in 
corporate. And, and, and I think she got affected because she was sitting right opposite me, open plan environment. So obviously yeah. she's, every time I get up, it's very obvious to her and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's wild. I, so I, similar to you, like I, well, I worked in advertising before I was a, as a designer and then I, now I work as a software developer. I'm technically in corporate, but I, the company I work at is like, it's a, it's a startup. It was when I joined the company about seven years ago, there was like 30 people and they've grown now we're over, they're over a hundred employees. So there's a little bit of kind of that, you know, corporate policy kind of stuff necessarily kind of starts to creep in, but I definitely feel lucky in that they give me a lot of freedom to sort of craft things that work with my brain a little bit like I don't have full freedom of the schedule but I have a lot of flexibility with that and um and I work from home so I get my environment I can get up as much as I want and walk around my little home studio so um yeah and I, I wanted to ask what you thought about it seems that more and more I'm running into more developers that have ADHD maybe they don't even know it but it feels like something about like the environment of doing software development attracts that ADHD brain. And why, I'm just curious, why do you think that is? What have you noticed in that? Yeah, so I'm quite, a, I'm still quite a new developer. So um, that was an attraction in, in itself. I, I kind of, mm. I taught myself to code a couple of years ago, like two years ago, watching YouTube videos. And that was amazing in itself because I just, like, I love it. I, I just, there's something mm. about it that just works with my brain. And I guess that's the, that's the question, right? Like, why do we think that is? And I I suspect, well, at least for me, I can only really talk about my own experience. But for me, the attraction is I I write some code and then I see a result, mm. and it's mm -hmm. instant, right? So I get instant gratification in the sense that it either works or it doesn't. But I know straight away. Sometimes it's actually quite a contrast to say marketing and advertising as a career because if you're doing something like marketing, um, I know a lot of the indie developers struggle with this because they're great developers, but to build a business, you need sort of developing the product, but you also need to market the product, and yeah. it's. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's almost like two different skills and that's why there's this, this struggle. Because when you think about marketing, there's, it's not instant gratification. Uh, mm. There might be some growth hacking that people do that you kind of see a result for a little bit, but you might get a spike in traffic but in your, to your website, but it'll probably come down. Mm -hmm. If you want to do marketing seriously and brand building and advertising, then you usually have to put in some work up front and you need to do a little research to figure out what might work, but you might not actually see the result for a month or two months because it takes time to actually work. It takes time for people to see an ad. A lot of people don't convert to buying a product after just one time. Like you might right. have to see an ad multiple times. You might have to see your friends start using the product. So you might need social proof around the product before you take the plunge and, and buy it or use it. Mm -hmm. So there is a time delay. Whereas when I'm doing coding, it's instant. Like you hit <laughs> deploy or you build it or you just, you know, resave something in the browser and then bang, it's there, it's working or it's not working. And it's very binary. So it's like the computer is never wrong, right? If there's an error, it's because you wrote something wrong. It's black and white. It's kind of like, all right, well, it's doing exactly what I told it to do. Mm -hmm. And I just told it wrong. I just told <laughs> it to do something that wasn't right, but it actually did exactly what I said. And when I'm coding, it's almost like my brain slows down, but in a good way. I'm, I'm don't know if that makes sense, but it's kind of sometimes if I'm doing other tasks, like inside my head, it might be quite hectic. 
there's a lot of thoughts going on, but it, it's it's hard to describe because it's not like, like, you know, sometimes you see in the movies the way ADHD is portrayed and they kind of portray people as being super hyperactive and almost like squirrel mentality where you're going, oh, look at that, look at that, look at that. That's definitely not how it is in my head. It's almost like, and everyone, again, everyone is a little different. It manifests slightly different in, in everybody. But for me, it it's kind of like that, but the way it presents in my head, it, I just get fuzzy. Like I just get foggy mm-hmm. because it's, and I know it's because there's too many things going Going on, but it's not like I'm darting from one thing to another. It just all becomes foggy and I'm like, oh, whereas when I'm coding, it doesn't do that because it almost slows down, but it slows down mm-hmm. to the point where it's like super efficient, which is contradictory, but it's, yeah, you slow down to become more efficient and everything step by step, line by line. I can see all the code and I don't know, it's almost calming in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. I find that, uh, well, first, like what you say, ADHD in the media, is, yeah, so often is portrayed as that like squirrel, you know, like hammy from over the hedge or like that kind of a character that's just like can't retain any memory and it's just like jumping from this thing to that. And that, I mean, that's the reason when I first, someone first suggested to me, like I might have ADHD, I was like, no, because I, I have no problem focusing on like the things I'm interested in, you know, because I hadn't heard of hyperfocus before and then once I learned about that I was like oh oh I do need to look into this more and then that's when I did all the websites like you said earlier and like oh all these symptoms are really uh crying out to me and like lining up with these things that I thought were private like these are my own little weird quirks and here Mm. this website has a giant list of all of them in a, in a row, which is uh, yeah, definitely an interesting experience to go through and like realizing, oh, there's a reason behind all this. Um, as far as like the development, I totally agree. There's something about where it just sort of like my brain sort of locks in and really like, it's like, it's like this, uh, it reminds me of in school, for the most part, I hated like math classes, but sometimes there would be some sort of math puzzle. And then I was like locked in. I'm like, I'm going to solve this problem. Like I love problem solving. And I think the world of like uh, software development is just tons of fun problems to solve and some of them you like you get to create your own problems to solve and so there's like this creativity in figuring out like how can i manipulate like you're saying like this like static this this code that doesn't have any opinions like how can i manipulate that to solve this creative problem. And I know there's uh, Dr. William Dodson uh, calls this thing called leaping, where like you will have a problem and you just sort of like, your brain's just sort of like jumping kind of everywhere at once. And then you're like, ah, I got it. Like I leapt to the problem. And then I, I don't always know how I got there, but I know like that solution is, I know it's the solution. And then I kind of have to figure out like, I don't know how my brain got there, but I know that that's the right solution. I just have to kind of like figure out why it's the right solution. Yeah. That's so funny that you say that. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really know there was a sort of term for it called leaping, but that is kind of how my brain works too. And mm. I, and I've, re- I started to realize that a few years ago, I used to just think, oh, maybe my clarity thinking wasn't wasn't there because it wasn't a step-by-step thing. It wasn't a, uh, I'll think through this problem, this, this, and then I get an answer. For me, it kind of has to sit in my head for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like there's all these disparate parts, but then suddenly it just all comes together. And now I feel more confident in myself that it will come together, but it just takes, mm-hmm. it won't be as linear as maybe somebody else. Mm-hmm. But it definitely, even if I'm not consciously thinking about it, like it's probably probably working its way together slowly. And um, 
then then there's this leap and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, that's the solution. One thing I've been doing lately is using mind maps. Have you ever used a mind yes, map? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so good because <laughs> I, f- I feel like it's how my, it's a little bit like how my brain works. You almost do like a brain dump on paper. It's really mm-hmm. good when you're brainstorming ideas. Like if say you're building a product and you're trying to figure out what feature to build based on customer feedback and you can kind of just put everything on the mind map. And I guess for those who don't know what the, the mind map is, you, it's got a lot of different nodes and a node could just be like a thought. And what you do is you actually try and connect all of the different nodes with with lines. And then mm. you start to see a pattern being formed. Like you get, might get a cluster of nodes together and you can also connect that to another cluster, but it's very fluid in the way you can just move it around the page. It's, it's almost the opposite of doing say a, a bulleted list on a on a Word document that's got a lot of structure. It's harder to move things around. Whereas the mind map is just, you put it wherever you want on the page, you can move and group things together and you can draw lines to connect different things. And for me, that really works because I can start to see what is related, what things are related with other things and and patterns patterns emerge. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if this is an ADHD thing or not, but I'm pretty good at seeing patterns in anything. anything right, like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know if there's science behind that, but that's definitely been my experience as well. It seems like we, like that ADHD brain, for whatever reason, really seems to be able to see patterns, like particular patterns that neurotypical people don't see at all. Like we, now, now as I'm saying it, I'm, I'm remembering now, I have seen studies that have shown that uh, the ADHD brain is more likely to connect things that aren't obviously connected. And so there's been like studies, I don't remember the exact thing, but it was something like, here's, you know, here's a fork and a sponge and a an apple, and then try to solve a problem with these things. And a neurotypical brain is often more set of like, okay, well, an apple is food and a fork is something you use in food. Whereas the ADHD brain is like, okay, here are three objects and how can I recombine them to solve the solution or whatever. So there have actually been studies showing that that pattern recognition, that particularly the unique pattern recognition is something that our ADHD brains are great at. Uh, speaking of solving problems, um, I'm assuming the you know genesis of your app, Llama Life, was trying to solve your own problems. So how did that come about? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, that's pretty pretty much what happened. So it, there's two reasons why I started Llama Life. The first was I was learning how to code, and you know one of the first things you do when you're learning how to code is you build a to do list because mm-hmm. it's it's a very good way to practice dealing with data. So you are creating a to-do, so you're writing data to the database, then you might want to retrieve that, you might want to delete that. It's just a very good way to learn how things work when you're teaching yourself to code. So that was one of the first projects I built by myself. Um, obviously it wasn't as complicated as it is today, like it wasn't sort of the fully the full product that you see today. It was a very uh, minimal version of that. But I, I've also built it because I have been trying to find tools to work with how my brain works. Mm-hmm. And I had a number of different tools that I was kind of trying to mash together and sort of hack together to work with me. And I just wanted, um, I guess I just wanted something that like just fits. So I ended up putting the basic version of Llama Life on Twitter and I build very publicly on Twitter. I share mm-hmm. what I'm doing and the thought process behind it. And when I put it up there, uh, immediately people started saying, oh, 
you know, I want this, like where, what is this? And I had to say, well, it's, it's actually not a product. It's just something I'm playing with, I'm building because I'm teaching myself the code. And, but it was a nice signal for me that maybe someone else might want this as well. And over time, I was kind of a, a very natural progression. So over time, I just kept sharing what I was adding to it, like different features. And it started getting a small following on mm. Twitter. And then, yeah, and then, and then, um, so Jason Calacanis, who is an angel investor in, in the US, somebody from his team saw it and they encouraged me to apply for an accelerator program. And that really helped me kind of get my thinking around, like, as a product, what is this? Uh, where could it go? Like, what is the overall mission that you're trying to solve with this? Like, what are you trying to do with this business? And, you know, for me it, it and Llama Life, it's all about calm, focused productivity, mm -hmm. because I think, you know, especially nowadays, and this is not necessarily just ADHD, but there are a lot of distractions nowadays in the workplace. We, a lot of us are working from home or we're working remotely and um, there's just a lot of things to balance like home life and work and two people can have exactly the same to-do list and they both might complete that to-do list at the end of the day but emotionally and mentally they might be in a different state so you might finish everything on your list and you might feel really calm accomplished and yeah, just, just just happy with how your day went. I might have exactly the same list and I might get through that, but maybe I'm feeling kind of stressed and drained at the end of the day. And what Llama Life is trying to do through the design of the product is, you know, how can we design something to help you get through your day feeling like good, feeling not worn out, feeling not tired, feeling not stressed, because a lot of a lot of productivity is a mental game. And I think I feel that really acutely because of ADHD. I know a lot of it is about trying to manage my own mental state as I progress throughout the day. And that takes a lot of energy to do. Medication helps with that. But if you're just trying to manage it yourself, like it it, it can take a lot of energy. And you know, having a tool like Llama Life will not solve all of that, right? I, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people expect to use a tool and that's it. Like, it'll be great. But you you still have to meet a tool halfway. A tool is just a tool. But I can try and design it in such a way that will help get you there. But you still have to put the work in. And if you have ADHD, then there will be more work to put in than a neurotypical person. Mm -hmm. That's just mm -hmm. how it is. But at least a tool that is designed for increasing focus, uh, helping you look at one thing at a time and being disciplined about that and making it really fun and rewarding to use. So it's very lighthearted. Mm -hmm. It's when you complete a task, you get confetti. Um, <laughs> it's designed to kind of trigger some dopamine uh, in, in, your, in your brain. That could at least help get you part of the way. So, so the mission is really to help people increase their focus, achieve that calm uh, productivity and hopefully have fun doing it. You know, there's a lot of serious productivity apps out there where they focus a lot on statistics, like how efficient were you today? You were 5% more efficient than yesterday mm -hmm. and you completed like a hundred tasks and here's where all your time was spent. There's definitely a time and place for that. Like there is definitely, uh, there are definitely some people who like doing that and seeing that, but Llama Life isn't like that. It is more about trying to manage your feelings, your emotion, your mental state. And you do get some basic stats, but it's not about that. It is really about trying to be in the moment and try and work on one thing at a time. And when you finish that one thing, feel good about it and then move to the next thing. That's kind of what I'm trying to design. And um, it uses a lot of timers. <laughs> so these are not, it's not a stopwatch. So it doesn't count up. It counts down. I'm a huge fan of 
countdown timers. I use them for everything. I have a, I use it on my watch. I use it with Llama Life. So Llama Life lets you set a countdown timer for every single task. And it can be whatever time you want. There is a similar technique called Pomodoro. I think a lot of people will be familiar with this. A Pomodoro is where you set a 25 minute timer. You try and focus during that time. Then you take a five minute break. That definitely works for some people. But for me, I can't do 25 minutes. So <laughs> I, um, I like setting, you know, a five or 10 minute task. Mm-hmm. You can still have your big tasks to accomplish, but I break them, break that big task down into all these small tasks, right, which are like right. five or 10 minute blocks. And then all I have to do um, is try and focus for that five minute block or 10 minute block and try and not do anything else during that time. And then if I can achieve that small chunk of focus, then I can move to the next one. So it's trying to do things in micro steps. And um, I just couldn't find that flexibility with some of the other tools I was using. Like they all were saying, just do 25 minutes. And I was like, oh, I can't, (laughs) I can't do it. But yeah, so that's kind of how Llama Life came about. And yeah. Uh, that is awesome. Uh, one of the things I love about your style is it is kind of what you said, but it's it's full of whimsy. It just it's very delightful. Your your design kind of language that you use and everything, um, and I love that. So I think now is a great time to switch over to shiny objects. And I think you, uh, I know you create some shiny objects. It, it feels like every few months you're releasing like just some little toy that you created online. So there's like your fidgetpage.com, which is just a little fidget spinner. Um, and then you created a background noise generator, which is S-H-H-H noise or shhnoise.com. Yeah. Um, and so I think those are a couple of cool shiny objects. You were just talking about timers. So I do want to mention uh, my shiny object today. Uh, I have a Google Nest Hub, which is basically it's just like a little uh, digital screen with sort of like it's the Google version, but kind of like an Alexa built into it. And I use it all the time for my timer. So I'm always telling Google, like, set a 20 minute timer, set a 10 minute timer, set a 30 minute timer. And similar to you, like I the, the strict Pomodoro, like 25, five, I don't do that at all. I'm kind of all over the map. A lot of the time, I will set longer timers where I just like, I want to be in the zone for a while, but I don't want to lose, you know, four hours in the zone. Like, <laughs> so I'll set like a 40 minute timer or a 30 minute to just sort of like, just to sort of pop in and like, you know, break my concentration for a second and be like, oh, okay, time has passed. Take a moment to decide, do I want to keep doing this or do I want to like take a break? And then I'll set like another long timer. So, but the Google Nest, I, I use it for timers all the time. It's just, or the Google Nest Hub is what it's called. But yeah, it's great. So yeah. What what shiny object or objects uh, would you like to share? Yeah, so I'm actually playing with one right now. So I know this is audio, so a lot of people won't be able to see it. But it's it's essentially a um, it's called a simple dimple. Okay. And what it is uh, for people who can't see, it is like three. Um, it's like three little like it's almost like a poppet. Yeah. But there's three little rubber things, and you can just push. You can just push them and play with them. Mm-hmm. And for me, and this was like, I don't know, three bucks or something. It's very, very cheap. But I always have these on hand because I think I'm not so I'm not so hyperactive physically. Like I was never the kid that was running around in a classroom. Yeah. But I think I'm kind of hyperactive on the inside. And I tend to fidget a lot because of that, because I feel like the energy has to go somewhere. And if I'm not fidgeting on with something, then then maybe I might be tapping my leg or something. And that could be distracting for other people. Mm. So I've actually, I mean, on this whole call, I've been just playing with this off, <laughs> off camera, just like, but it, but it really helps me in a way. I'm not sure. I think it's just because the energy is going somewhere. And if that energy doesn't go 
somewhere, then then it might be distracting in some way. So right. that's my first shiny object. And then the second shiny object, it's not so much a um, toy, but I'm standing on it right now. So I recently got a standing desk mm -hmm. and the standing desk is amazing for posture and just, yeah, especially sort of your neck area. Like when you're coding, like you tend to lean forward a bit. It's yeah. like the de-evolution chart where you just start, start oh, hunching yeah. your back and really, yeah, it's no yeah, good. So it's no good. <laughs> I got the standing desk, amazing. Uh, but I could only stand for about an hour on, you know, the hard hard floor and then I was having to revert to sitting but I got this thing it's like a I, so I put my standing desk on Twitter and everyone was saying to me hey did you get the standing mat as well hmm. and I'm like what are you talking about what is a standing mat and it's essentially like this foam uh, rubbery foam mat and it's got the one I got's got some curvature on it. It's got, um, yeah, it's got contours on it. Mm -hmm. So it serves two purposes for me. So since I got the standing mat, I can actually stand the whole day, eight hours, no mm -hmm. problem whatsoever. It was night and day. So that in itself was worth it for me, but it's also got these contours. So you can kind of fidget with your feet almost like <laughs> my feet are moving all the time, like playing with these contours. And I guess that's the point because that's probably what helps you stand the whole day because you're not standing in one spot you're actually moving yourself a little bit but yeah I can't recommend the standing mat enough I was shocked I hmm. was so skeptical I thought what is this just a rubber mat like surely it won't make that much difference but it's really really helped my work day and my posture because I'm not sitting all the time that is awesome I need to get one of those I have a desk that's the like you know it has motors in it so it can go to standing and then go to sitting which is great um but yeah I find I don't don't do the standing long enough because I get just standing flat for a while just doesn't work. Um, and I've had like coworkers that have recommended. Um, is is yours? Is it the uh, Topo or Topo? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the, to the yeah. I'm not sure how you say it, but yeah, the Topo T O P O. Mm. And um, there's two types as well. There's the normal size and there's a mini size. Mm -hmm. So I've got the mini size, but it's the mini size is still really big. I, I yeah, it's huge. It's still huge. So um, <laughs> I don't know I guess go online and have a look. If there's a lot of photos online, so you can you can get a sense right. you know, someone's foot size, like where it would be. It's still the mini's still huge. That's all I would say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think I just need to bite the bullet and do it because I hear nothing but positive recommendations for it. Seriously, it's the best investment I've made. I, I'm not in. I don't have any affiliate with them. I just really <laughs> really like what they've done and i just like good products you know i appreciate mm -hmm. good products yeah, same. it's not a, obviously it's not a tech product it's just it's a rubbery foam mat but i kind of look at it and go oh there was some there was definitely some thought put into this how they've molded it mm -hmm. and I, I just really appreciate that kind of design like they've thought about it and what works best and as i'm standing on it and using it throughout the day i just i just really appreciate it that's awesome. Uh, we'll have links to all of that in the show notes. I want to thank you for being here. Uh, where can people go to follow the things you're building and what you're doing and everything? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so I'm on Twitter. I'm quite active. I post what I'm doing. It's at three hour coffee that's spelled out the words three hour coffee and uh, Llama Life. So it's uh, llamalife.co. That's llamalife.co. Thank you again so much for being here. And uh, yeah, have a great day. Yeah, you too. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. 
That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. I especially want to thank our VIP patrons, Eric Tompkins, Luce Carter, Richard Stevens, and Todd Barnett. It helps me do this show and all the other work I do, so thank you so much. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash jessej. That's J-E-S-S-E-J. You can always support the show for free by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts or the podcast player of your choice. Full show notes and transcripts are available at ADHDnerds.com.